You are listening to Between Two Consultants, Logic 2020's original business and technology podcast. I'm Nick Kelly. And I'm Ethan Silvers. We're two consultants who talk to super smart people about the latest trends in technology and business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Between Two Consultants. I'm Nicholas Kelly. And I'm Ethan Silvers. And today we're talking about professional coaching, and we're really fortunate to have Ryan with us here. Ryan, could you give us a quick introduction to yourself, please? Yeah, my name is Ryan Halverson. I'm an independent leadership and executive coach. I work with companies um, all over the Bay Area, but also all over the nation, uh, helping leaders to uh, unlock and then achieve their higher potential. Awesome, Ryan. And thanks so much for being on the show. Um, hopefully some of your coaching rubs off on Ethan. Could you give us a little bit of a background on what is professional coaching? So professional coaching, I think, has um, <clears throat> it's a big word, right? And I'll, I'll give you an example. Many, many years ago, I uh, was a consultant is right out of undergrad. And I walked in back in the time uh, when we actually used to make copies. So I walked into a copy machine shop and I saw the name tag of the person that was helping me and it read copy consultant. And I was feeling super proud about my title as consultant. And then this person behind the copy machine was a consultant. And it made me realize that it's a quite overused term to describe something. And so coaching also has that air, right? So people hear coaching and they think life coach, they think executive coach, they might think of a coach from a, a sports team. And so I'll draw some distinctions in coaching. Really, to me, coaching is another form of leadership. And it is a way to help basically help unlock leadership in a way that by ourselves or without the help of someone, we can kind of get stuck or get lost in our own loops about what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it. Um, so for me, coaching is about really tapping into what's happening inside someone, what they're thinking about, how that's showing up, and then helping them see that, and then helping them usually through questions, sometimes by challenging their thinking, sometimes just hitting them straight with observations, they begin to see things differently and then can take new actions. So uh, Nick, um, Ryan, you know, we invited, graciously invited Ryan on the show. We're not going to charge him that much to be on it. Um, and I feel like he started his example out by on between two consultants taking a shot, a not so subtle shot at consultants. Did you did you hear that, Nick? I picked up on that. Um, my mother would usually comment that I have quite considerable psychic ability. And so I probably picked up on it more than you did. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, Ryan, so you're a professional coach. What's the difference between professional coaching and unprofessional coaching? <laughs> Excellent question from Thank you. a consultant. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so next question. Maybe, maybe next, question. Yeah. next question. Should, should we move on from that question, Ryan? No. Good, good, good. All right. Go ahead. A good question. I'll, I'll, I won't, I won't say what's unprofessional, professional, but I will say, uh, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of different ways to think about coaching, mm-hmm. and I think what's happening today is that uh, there's a there's very low 
barriers to entry to become a coach. There's all kinds of certifications out there. Anyone can go out, take a certification, call themselves a coach. You don't even need a certification to call yourself a coach. I used to joke, and I still do, that if I picked up a rock and I threw it, and I have a very weak arm, I could probably hit at least two consultants. <laughs> there we go again. There we go again, taking shots at our profession. Who is, who, who's, who's in responsible for bringing people on this show? I would also hit three coaches. So oh, there we go. Subtle dig at consulting, much bigger dig at coaching. And so I think what's happening uh, for people who have heard about coaching, what's really important is finding someone who actually not only has credibility, but also ability. So how do you distinguish between those two? Sometimes it might be a credential, but more, you want to meet with someone who's, who's going to listen to you very powerfully. And that to me is a big distinction. Most of us go through life wanting to be heard. We talk all day long, we're hoping someone hears. Turns out humans are really bad at listening. Coaches, really good coaches are great at listening. They're right, not necessarily great at always agreeing, but they're going to challenge. You, I, I, Nick, uh, I don't know. Are you, That's right. I, Nick, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Ryan, were you saying something? You might need to take my five-day coaching course <laughs> for consultants. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So thank you for describing the difference between professional and unprofessional coaching. Um, uh, before I hand it back over to you, Nick, Ryan, um, I wanna just, I, I, if you could like help us understand how you got into this, um, because you, you had this great career at a Fortune 10 company, um, and you had sort of this pathway to like being reasonably lucrative with the direction you were heading, like to VP to potentially SVP, EVP. So how did you end up getting into this? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> the short answer, I got really bored in my old career. So I was good at what I did, but I wasn't invigorated by it. And I through so I for those tuning in, the millions of you tuning tuning into this, I I was a 15-year uh, HR vet, wound up working at big companies and at, at, at senior levels of uh, human resources leadership. And I found myself just deeply unsatisfied with a lot of the work, not all of the work. Some of the work that I got to do was coaching with leaders, even though I didn't call it that. Um, <clears throat> and I got my I, I sort of got the interest in, in getting trained and, and getting skilled up to be more of a coach. And the more I did it, the more I liked it. And then eventually, I just, it, honestly, I kind of felt called to do it. It was not the easier path. It would have been much easier, far more lucrative to have stayed in corporate America, to have risen through the ranks. But um, I find it far more fulfilling to be part of a journey of growth for my clients who seek me out to help them, you know, get past things that get in their way. One of the things that we know is leadership is lonely. The higher up you go, the more uncertain things are, the fewer people you have to be able to open up about things. And so having an independent outside 
person who will listen to you, challenge your thinking, help you process stuff can be very, very valuable. The other thing that happens is the higher up you go, the more success you experience, the more that success begins to hold you back. The things that got you to be successful are actually now the very things that begin to get in your way of another level of success. And so I also help to contextualize behaviors that leaders are bringing that may not be serving them in the context that calls for their leadership to be showing up in a different way. Awesome. Uh, Ryan, I, as you were talking there, I was curious, you were talking about leadership, leadership gets lonely. And, you know, you obviously have an approach to, you know, how you work with people. What does it normally look like? You know, let's, let's say, Ethan here was to, to, to come and approach you and, and, and hopefully does uh, to get some to, to get some coaching. Is there like a like a 90 day plan? Um, you know, is there some is some typical timeline that you tend to follow that, you know, you would help your clients with? Yeah. So a lot about coaching. No one comes into a coaching engagement unless they want results. And so I'm all about helping that person identify what those results are, but results come through action. And more often than not, really smart people have gone through their laundry list of actions and are stuck. And so I go to that next level, which is helping them see themselves differently. And to do that, that comes from an outside in awareness. So usually I work with people uh, to do two things. One, I help to create a program that's usually six to nine months long because it takes a while to change your behavior. It takes a while to understand how do you unwind certain things and how do you wind other things back up or create new things. Uh, and the foundation of that is good awareness. So usually through a 360 assessment or another diagnostic tool that allows someone to see themselves differently. And then from there, we identify the behaviors that are attached to the results that they need to drive. And then I work with that person to really look through the lens of those behaviors and, and how to lean into those more, help them show those behaviors in, in times and places and situations that, that, that call for those behaviors. Ryan, could you help us understand how the brain works? Um, not all of us, I mean, that'd be a long conversation with Nick, but like uh, how the brain works, how we process information and how that can either be helpful or hold us back. Yeah. Um, well, so there's a, first of all, we live in a great era so that the things that we know about how our brain works and how we learn, how we react to certain things, we know more today than at any other point in history. And so using that information can be very beneficial. Most of us go through life and we experience something and we just think, oh, well, that's the way I always am. That's who I am. Understanding how the brain works allows us to better articulate, oh, I do have choices here. And so when someone is off, what I call off, maybe you're, you disengage from work because you're frustrated by something, or maybe you rage or get angry at someone unintentionally because you get upset, those typically get rooted from a stimulus that goes into your brain and is interpreted as a way to survive. And so one of the great models that I'm familiar with is uh, by a guy by the name of Dan Siegel, who can explain this, frankly, a lot better, but I'll do my best. 
but he uses the hand brain model and he talks about the hand as a form of your like think about as a model for your brain so if if you're sorry i'm trying to yep. try to use my oh, hand really there we go so if you think about your if you think about your brain the the oldest part of your brain think about it as your thumb is your amygdala it's the reptilian version of your brain many uh, about a year ago i was in florida and we went to a um, alligator farm and i learned that these big powerful beasts literally have a brain the size of an almond which is about the size of our amygdala it's the oldest part of our brain and it is constantly scanning the environment for risk so that we survive most of the risks that we face in our professional worlds are not going to kill us but our brains don't recognize us they they can't interpret that differently so our stimulus says oh that's a survival thing underneath that is basically your limbic system and your hippocampus which makes sense of that signal and helps to process your emotions and then on the outside is your prefrontal cortex your prefrontal cortex is actually this part of your brain right here if you've ever if you've ever had to concentrate on something you narrow your your brow that's usually an indication you're sending you're sending blood to the outer portion of your brain that's our decision making our judgment our rational brain and so it can be helpful for people to understand that when quote unquote they get triggered it's usually their amygdala being stimulated in a way that they feel risk in a way that's unproductive and then they begin to act in a way that actually isn't using their prefrontal cortex usually when the brain calms down you can see through a more rational or judgmental lens you can make better decisions and so sometimes it's helpful just to see those patterns about how our brain works so we can help to make sense and engage our prefrontal cortex faster than than we we might otherwise awesome Ryan thank you really interesting <clears throat> would you be able to give one tip to Ethan here on how you might coach him to be a better co-host and a better consultant. I'm taking notes. Yeah. Well, I think um, you're already doing it, which is the, the two of the most important things are asking really good questions. Thank you. And I would say there's always, when you get the answer, don't just accept the answer the first answer you get probe deeper it's the uh in, i think in the world of consulting this would be the presenting problem so if i ask a good question and they share an answer they've just presented the first version of the problem going a level deeper can help you excavate and unpack that ryan as uh, many of our viewers know um i have put nick on a performance improvement plan and a personality improvement plan. So um, you, Ryan, as a professional coach, as opposed to an unprofessional coach, Nick just asked, what is one or two things that you would advise me on? I'm not gonna put you on the spot. That wouldn't be fair to ask that for Nick. What I'm going to ask is, could you come up with a three-year, because I think that's how long it's gonna take, a three-year pip for Nick Kelly? And it needs to be detailed. Like, there's a lot of work to be done. Ryan, is that something you could help with? A three-year pip? I, I would probably, I, I might be able to do, Ethan, but let's, let's, 
let's distinguish between is it a performance issue or a potential issue? It's a projection issue, right? <laughs> projection. Let, me, let me just say it is absolutely not a potential issue. Like the the ceiling has been reached. It is it is a performance issue. Okay. Yeah, that that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Then I might I might ask I might ask Nick over here. Nick, what do you what what are your views of your performance and what do you think you need to get better at uh, over the course of three years? I, I probably need to lower my bar a bit more so I become in range <laughs> for Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what is it like to have um, two Jason Statham lookalikes on your show? It's really exciting. On your show, on it's, our show. It's like it's like the movie Snatch. That's how it, it's really exciting, very dynamic. Just like yeah, and yeah. Great. And like, like one of them, I don't understand what he's saying at all. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that yeah. is that me or is that Ethan? It's Ethan. It's one of the challenges why, you know, I was, I was hoping you'd bring it up, Ryan, uh, during that one of the tips you'd give. But yeah, not to worry. Well, part of coaching is to be confidential. So I may make some observations, but I don't want to throw I, I, I don't want to cause anyone to feel, you know, publicly shamed. Yeah, that's that's something that I would probably try to draw out of him in a that's private fair. consultation. And Ryan, you've been messaging me, live messaging me this whole time about ways for Nick to improve. Um, I, should I read them or may, maybe I should take that offline, Charlie? You know, I mean, I did, again, it's all about confidentiality, Ethan. I wouldn't yeah. breach that confidentiality with you, but I can't I can't cause you not to breach that confidentiality with yeah. Nick. Yeah, so what you say is right here, Ethan should do 75% of the talking. That's pretty good, Nick. Just word to the wise. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, you're starting to see uh, what I'm working with, and, and, and it's really obviously quite sad. We we don't have, yeah. have we don't want to encourage him. Have either of you guys considered working with a coach? <sighs> Ryan, I'm so happy that you've just broached that with Nick, um, because it was awkward for me. And how I was going to bring that up. So, Ryan, thank you so much. Um, I think that, uh, man, we have so much more to talk about. And unfortunately, we're out of time. Um, I hope that everybody has enjoyed the gentle ribbing that we've been giving each other here. We're looking forward to your comments. My name's Ethan Silvers. I'm Nicholas Kelly. Ryan Halverson, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to all of our hordes of viewers for joining us on Between Two Consultants. Thank you. Take care. You've been listening to Logic 2020's Between Two Consultants. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe so you can get each episode delivered directly to your favorite podcast app. To learn more, visit our website at logic2020.com. You can also find us, Nicholas Kelly and Ethan Silvers, on LinkedIn. So give us a follow. See you next time.